Every gamer has that one game they want all of their friends to play. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's obscure. Or maybe it's the game that everyone is playing. Whatever it is, it's that one game you love to talk about. Join us as we ask each other to try this game. Adam, do you like wandering through the woods with a wooden sword and shield? Always. Then I've got a game for you, and it turns out you'll have one for me later, called The Legend of Zelda. This game came out originally for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's a Nintendo in-house game made by the amazing Shigeru Miyamoto. He did Mario as well and a bunch of others, but I think this is, I think Zelda is what's going to be on his tombstone, honestly. Probably, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it initially came out for the NES, and these days you can buy it for, you know, whatever virtual console pleases you. I happen to own it. I have it on an emulator. I've got it on my Wii U. I've got it on my 2DS. There's something about this game that makes me compelled to buy it 50 freaking times. And I've only ever completed it twice. But this game I got with when I got my Nintendo Entertainment System back in 88 for my bar mitzvah. And it's funny because I would never have bought this game ever because it had two TV commercials. And if you've never seen them, you should pause this podcast, go onto YouTube and type in (laughs) Legend of Zelda NES TV commercials. Because there's two there's two of them. One is these two 12, 13 year old white boys rapping, which is exactly as good as it sounds. And the other is some wanker in a black turtleneck tap dancing and screaming Zelda, Zelda. And I looked to these and went, wow, that's lame. But the person who bought me the Nintendo Entertainment System also bought me this game, and she knows nothing about video games. She asked the store clerk, and they said, well, I hear Zelda's really good. And oh my god, this is the game, Adam, that made me a gamer. Does it really? I had an Atari 2600. We've we've talked about Empire Strikes Back, one of my favorite games, and Missile Command and Asteroids and all these sorts of games. They're wonderful. But this is the game that made me a gamer because it was the first game that made me think about the game when I wasn't playing it. Uh, I played this game for two weeks and then I was off to Japan for three weeks and I brought the map with me. No, really? (laughs) I I brought the map with me because I couldn't find the seventh dungeon and the original map, the top left and top right corners were blank. They were left white. You were expected to draw them in yourself. And I remember trying to work out the pattern. Well, okay, number one is here, level two is here. Is this a pattern? And with the exception of Breath of the Wild, this is the most open world. You're not gated. I think there are three places in the entire game you can go in The Legend of Zelda, or you can't go in The Legend of Zelda right off the bat. You know, which is places you need the raft or the stepladder, which you use as a bridge. And Shigeru Miyamoto got the idea for this game. This is what's so cool. He got the idea because as a kid, he used to wander through the forests and fields near his house. And he wanted to make a role-playing game, but he didn't want it to have numbers or levels or experience points. So he made the first action RPG. And even today, this game, I think, stands the test of time. I'm not sure how you felt about it. Like, Actually, that's a question. How far did you get into this game in the hour you played it? Well, let's see. I... Uh... In the hour, I managed to find Dungeon 7 and turn around and walk back out of there. Uh, <laughs> That's a good idea. And then I actually did wind up finding Dungeon 1 and getting that cleared out. Okay. Did you... And then, 
did you use the instructions? Because the manual includes, or sorry, the not the manual, the uh, the map on the back of the map. And I'm not sure if I gave you a PDF for this or if you found one. It included a guide of what to do. It actually. Showed I did you. not. Oh, okay. So you played this the way the Japanese initially did, which was, here's the game, go have fun. Yeah. So I I just wandered around. I found uh, I found the old woman that wouldn't say anything to you until I found the old man who gave you the sheet of paper to give to the old woman. So she sells you potions. <laughs> uh, I found Dungeon Seven. I found. Did you find Dungeon the sword 1. right off the bat? Well, yeah. yeah. You walk in the cave and you get the bloody sword. Right. Everyone knows that. <laughs> now everyone knows it's that. It's dangerous to go alone. Here, take this. Yeah, exactly. But you'd be shocked how many people in 1986 didn't know because the language, remember we thought, we've often talked about how the language of how to use a mouse didn't exist in some of these early games. Well, the language of an, of an RPG didn't, like a computer RPG or a video game RPG didn't exist. So the first rule is you check out everything where you are before you move on. Yeah. You can actually complete this game without the sword, by the way. There are people who do that. Oh, yeah. They're psycho, but you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I, I think I got to the second dungeon, and I did it without ever looking at the map. That's nice. how well I know this game all these years later. When's the first time you played this game? Do you remember? First time I ever played this game, I would have probably been... Uh, it probably wouldn't have been too terribly long before uh, before I got my first gaming console, which was an N64. Um so I remember my dad had an NES and oh. I've actually got that NES sitting down in my basement right now and I oh. believe that he had Zelda. I don't think I've got it anymore. But um, yeah. Uh, so I probably would have been about yeah, around five, six, somewhere in oh. there. That's yeah, that's a that's a hell of an introduction to gaming. It's a game like that. Well, I mean at that point in time I can I can very distinctly remember just not understanding I, I, my my brain wasn't capable of wrapping around what i was seeing what i was doing what things meant it was it was something that you wandered around and walked into the next screen and got killed by a tech tight <laughs> yeah but you know what? that's the neat thing about this game you can do whatever you want in this game you can go anywhere i mean yeah it's 2d and it's it, everything is just a sprite but you can explore this place and you can check out the shorelines and the deserts and the shifting sands and you can go to death mountain and you know it was the first truly open world game that seems to exist whether you're in it or not and it made me a gamer because this was a whole world that i could explore any way i wanted i got this game in july and played i didn't complete uh, july of 88 and i didn't complete it until february of 89 and i played the hell out of this game like when i first got it i got it on a sunday it was actually a bar mitzvah gift and so brought it home, hooked it up, and me and all the other kids at my bar mitzvah sat around on the edge of my bed and took turns, and someone would die, and then the next person <laughs> would get it, and then the next person yeah. would get it, and go, oh, and we had no idea what we were doing. And then eventually someone opened up, you know, like the, the map and went, hey, Farron, let's let's do this. And then we tried that, and we did the, the whole first dungeon, because there's a guide on the back, which was made for North American players who couldn't figure it out on their own. <laughs> and then we sort of moved on, and I think we managed the first two dungeons that day. But then after that, it was just sort of wandering around and figuring out where things were. And I remember we went to the, you know, the, the lake where the ferry is and you'd walk up. And of course, the minute you walk to the edge of the shoreline, you get a circle of hearts around you and it'd fill you up. But we didn't know anything about video games. So we didn't notice that you don't have to do anything. You just have to stand there and it gives you all your health. So we kept yelling at each other, grab the hearts, grab the hearts. I don't know how, nothing's moving because you freeze. You can't move Link. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I remember the manual, which until recently I had, I gave away to a friend who collects this sort of thing, but I actually had my original manual and it tells a little story and it's, you know, there's little cartoon drawings. You met Impa and she gives you a map and sends you on your way. And there's this whole story and it had never occurred to me that a game world could exist with a story that happened before you started the game right? and would happen while you played the game and presumably would continue on after you played the game and did that without numbers or statistics or any of the stuff that Dragon Warrior, which was, you know, or other games like it, Magic Candle for the PC and those sorts of things. It didn't do any of those. You just sort of went, you know, what's your level? Well, you got this many hearts. That's your level. And you got this sword. That's your level. And eventually you learned there was another sword out there. And well, where was that? Where would I find that? And I, I must have spent weeks looking for that middle sword, the blue one. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> um, is that the, that's not the master sword. No, master sword's the third one. The third um, one. I can't remember what it's called. You know, the blue one. Um, yeah, and, of, the, and of course, yeah, and so I would spend days just making, you know, figuring out how first how to get to that graveyard and then going uh, tombstone by tombstone, pressing it in all four directions. Because mm -hmm. I didn't use a game guide. You know, I imagine this would be so much easier if I could go onto the internet and just figure it out. But I had to figure this out on my own. And, you know, every time you die, it would tell you how many times you died, how many games you'd played. And, of course, because it used the old cheat, it would count up to 255. Oh, man, I ran, I ran up that 255 two months in. <laughs> but it was amazing because I would sit at school and which is probably why I sucked so badly in grade eight. I would sit in class and just think about this game and where could I go next and what was I going to try now and oh man I need uh, you know I, I need to buy more bombs well I need more rubies so okay where's a good place to farm rubies I'll go back and forth here and I knew that game intimately and I played the hell out of it and then I left it and never touched it again until I got a 2DS. So anyway, they remember that original, original crappy thing I didn't fold? Yep. That ugly thing? I bought that. And this is about <laughs> five years ago. I went and got Zelda for it, and I played it. And I got through the first three dungeons before my memory failed me. That's how well I knew this game. So when I hopped on it again, I think it was yesterday I played it, I hadn't played this game in five years. Still got through the second dungeon, just based solely on memory. Yeah, it's... These games are those games that are formative memories for mm -hmm. so many people coming into gaming, and they're memories that will never, ever, ever leave you. Yeah, I don't think you can see it with the webcam, but sorry, I can see can. the map. I, I've got a full page. It's three. I printed it off on like three pages and taped together. It's the map of Hyrule, and I've got one, two, three, four, five amiibos that are all various. Well, one of them is is Zelda, but I've got links from. Ocarina and uh, Majora's Mask and, and Smash Bros. And then one from Breath of the Wild. And, you know, it, and it's just because the character inspires me, despite the fact that I've never really played any of the other games. I bought the second one, which was just a nightmare of a game and you should never play it because it's garbage. <laughs> uh, what it was is they took everything Shigeru Miyamoto didn't want about RPGs and did them. Because Dragon Warrior is so popular, so they made a Dragon Warrior Zelda. The game is a nightmare, but by the way, the map, this map from the original Legend of Zelda is in the bottom left corner of that Zelda 2 game. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's there. I mean, you, the overworlds, you're just sort of wandering around on it. But I didn't play another Zelda seriously. I've tried with Link of the Past a few times. I never, I always wind up bouncing off it. And one day, maybe I'll get back into it. I'll try again. But the next one I played seriously was Breath of the Wild. I bought a Wii U to play that. Right. And I loved it. 
until I got the master sword, and then I stopped caring immediately. Because <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Well, I hate the mechanic, the durability uh, mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. So our mutual friend from our other podcast, Heather, said, "We'll go get the master sword right away." So that's what I did. I spent all my time just romping around Hyrule until I found, you know, 40 whatever of those stupid little temples and solved each of them. And then I went and got the thing. And then I sort of went, meh, and I stopped. But it was the same feeling that I got from the original game, which was, look at this world and I can do whatever I want. And I'd wander around and say, you know, I was going here, but ooh, let's go look at this. It's the same thing I love about Assassin's Creed. I love games where I can just sort of do whatever I want, even if you don't necessarily do a quest. Not that there's quests in this game, sort of, it's, there's dungeons. You don't feel like your time was wasted. Right. The first time I ever saw Breath of the Wild played uh, in um, in person was actually my nephew who got a Wii U and got the game for his bar mitzvah, which was kind of a neat symmetry. And I told him, I said, you've got to get the original. Go spend the five bucks on the virtual console and try that game. And I don't think he ever did because he's a kid and he wants the latest and greatest. But if you like Breath of the Wild, you got to go back and play this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, spend the five bucks, spend 20 minutes on it. It's not 20 minutes, you know, poorly spent, but I bet you, you you finish the game. But you were absolutely right when you said that this game is all about memories. Yeah. 90% of why I love this game is that it reminds me of the first time I discovered how awesome video games had the potential to be. And I'll be frank, I judge every open world game I play by this one. That's fair enough. I mean, I don't think that you can find another open world game or an action RPG that hasn't drawn from it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many of them like that. Every, I mean, I, these days, RPGs are either Dragon Warrior or this. Okay. Uh, most of them tend to be, you know, a little bit of both now. Like even the Assassin's Creed's have gone there where it's all action and it's open world and you go where you want. But it's a numbers game and you have levels and stuff like that. And they found a good melding. But this one, I think, did a pretty good job. You know, but I haven't tried the others, admittedly. I'd like to at some point go do A Link to the Past, the SNES one. Got a 2DS, I probably should get off my butt and do that. <laughs> but uh, highly, highly support this decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just love it. I just, and you know what the problem is? You know, you know what I keep bumping off of A Link to the Past? It's not this one. But yeah, that's, that's fair. It's, so do you think you'll ever try and complete the original Legend of Zelda, this one? Oh, I'm, I'm sure that I will at some point in time. Um, I know that I've, I have tried in the past to get into it, and I know I've gotten through a few dungeons before, but it's never been something that I've sat down and said, all right, this is my goal this week. I'm going to beat the original Legend of Zelda. If you're ever bored, though, and you've got, uh, got the means to be able to play this game, I highly recommend it. Yeah, and if you have any Nintendo console, any modern Nintendo console, if you have a Wii, if you have a Wii U, if you have a Switch, uh, you can buy this game if you have a 2DS, 3DS, whatever as well. And you can run this on freaking anything. I mean, hell, if you want to download an emulator for your phone and play it. For me, playing it, you know, because I played it on an emulator, I was able to use the original controller, and that just made that made it, you know, just hit the sweet spot. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? Ten years from now, I'm going to go back and I'm going to play this game again all the way through but i've never played the master quest never once no maybe one day i will just because it'll be zelda new again yeah so well you know why this is zelda there's a master quest to begin with because they programmed the game so efficiently they only filled half the memory on the cartridge how's that so so they said okay let's do it twice so you have to complete it the first time and then when you start again on the same save file you're in the master quest all it does is move everything around Ah, okay. Yeah, and it's the same game. I don't think it's actually any harder. They just move everything around. So 
go play this game. Everyone go play this game right now. There it is. There it is. All right, Farron, we just went back in time and talked about the original Legend of Zelda. Now mm -hmm. let's come a little bit forward in time so that then we can go further forward in time and then back in time and then forward in time again to talk about Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Bring it. So, <laughs> so this game uh, was originally released, completely published and developed by Nintendo, another in-house title, released on November 21st, 1998. You can right now find this game for your Nintendo 64, your GameCube, or your Wii. Those are the three places where you can buy this game in its original state. However, there was a remake of this game, and not a remaster, a complete bottom-up remake for the 3DS, which was released on June 16th, 2011, and that is available on your Nintendo 3DS, 2DS platforms. It's not available for Switch? I don't believe so, no. I couldn't That's... see anywhere that it was on the Switch. On the Switch? My Wii U, but I may be wrong. I have it for my 2DS, so... <laughs> it, it might be on the Wii U. I'm, I only saw it listed as being on the N64, GameCube, and Wii, but... Okay. Anyways, uh, so... This was the first game I can remember distinctly falling in love with. Uh, when I was when I was young, I would have been about six. Uh, for my sixth birthday, I got a Nintendo 64. That was in 98. Uh, and then in November of 98, this game came out. I can remember my dad and I going and renting it, which actually uh, created a long-standing tradition for me of uh, naming a save file banana on... Uh, on, okay. on any Zelda game because we, we went and we rented it and there was already a save file on the game that had everything. It was completely maxed out. It had all the heart containers. It had every uh, medallion, every item, and it was titled Banana. So every once in a while, just as a, a nice little throwback to that, I named my character Banana. Um, but then in uh, Easter of 99 is when I actually got the game uh, for you know myself. We didn't have yeah. to rent it anymore. And this was something that I would spend hours and hours and hours on. I can remember if my dad wanted to play this game and just wanted to get my attention, he turned the volume up really loud and he'd play one of the songs on the ocarina and I would hear it. It didn't matter where I was. I could be, you know, outside in the yard and I would pick up on it and come running. And this was immense. It was incredible. It was a 3D world where you got to run around and you were you started off as a young kid and so obviously like oh cool he's you know he's probably my age i could i could do this and, <laughs> and it's and it's lasted my god has this game lasted the test of time it, you, sure if you go back and you play the original n64 file um it, if you're not playing it on a crt it looks too crisp it looks a bit janky but um, if you were to go and say, put this on an emulator, which we would never do. Neither one of us have ever emulated no, a game for this, no, for this never. show. We've only ever talked um, about that 50 times, but okay. Exactly. <laughs> I think that boat has sailed, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there there are little switches that you can flip in most emulators that let this look like it did on a CRT. And it's yep. nice and rounded and smoothed. And the music is beautiful oh, in this game. Yeah. 
it was you know it was the first time that we had link and zelda in a 3d space and it lived up to a new generation oh yeah this is you know this reminds me a lot of mario 64 it's just mm -hmm. nintendo sort of went all out and you know Shigeru Miyamoto again. Yeah, this this game was. I mean, it, it's sometimes referred to as the perfect game, which I think is you know I don't think anyone would call that now. But I remember getting a lot of ten out of tens. I remember Gamespot, which is you know big gaming site. They just went, yeah, this is this is a ten out of ten. Everyone raved about it. Even I bought an N sixty four just to play this game. Yeah, you know, in, even today there are still people who put it up on you know lists of most iconic games ever. Mm -hmm. Is it is it perfect? No, of course it's not perfect. It's really really buggy when you start to dive into it. Yeah. Um, there's there's lots of places where you know the models are very very obviously see all the polygons of models and it just. It, but it's perfect in its imperfection to me. Yeah. And this will be a game that that forever in a day you, we could list off every every failing of it and I will still love it to pieces it's funny um, you talk about this game the way I talk about the NES Legend of Zelda <laughs> well I, I think that we've had very similar experiences with two different games mm -hmm. in that this is you know, the, the original NES version is what made you fall in love with gaming and this is what made me fall in love with gaming yeah. uh, this amazing story of an estranged child who finds destiny just weighted upon his shoulders mm -hmm. uh and i i yeah i could go on for for hours uh but no, let's okay. let's quickly dive into it with you because i know that you played the uh the 3ds remake on yeah. your 2ds i originally got this I was, um, I mean, this came out in 98, so I was already in the military at that point. I was a grown-up, and what it was is a guy in my uh, a guy in my unit, he loved this game, and he, he evangelized this game like it was the second coming. And I was still living at home at the time, and I told my parents, look, you haven't gotten me a Hanukkah present in years because I'm not a child anymore, but would you get myself and my sister an N64 and this game? <laughs> she picked me up on a Sunday evening filthy dirty still in my uniform after a week I, I kid you not we went to a toys r us and my mom bought me this um i was 23 at the time and my mom bought me soldier in her majesty's canadian forces an n64 which of course came with mario we got a second controller and we got zelda and i played the hell out of it and i i was super into it for the same reason i love the original Except that this game only gives you gives you the illusion of being open world. It's not really. It yeah. pretends to be. But still, it was really impressive, and I played the heck out of it. And I got as far as the Fire Temple, and then I went away the next summer for medical training. And six weeks later, I came back. I didn't remember where I was or what I was doing, and I gave up, and that was it, and I was done. And I wound up giving the, the N64 to like the neighbor's kid and tried a couple times with emulators to get back to into it. Never really cared at that point. The N64 just gathered dust. Like I said, we gave it away. But then I saw the Breath of the Wild and everyone kept saying, this is like the original, I gotta go play it. So I went and bought a Wii U. But then I got a 3DS last uh, last March. I had to do something in the middle of a pandemic. So I got the, the the last of the 2DSs and I ordered Ocarina of Time 3D. Obviously I can't play the 3D because I've got a 2DS. Uh, not that I miss it, but I like the, the changes they made. It looks good. It's a lot of fun to play, but interestingly enough, I, I was sent to the Rock People City. I can't remember what the Goron City. Yeah. yeah, forgive the pun, but I hit a wall, <laughs> and I stopped playing. I stopped caring immediately. Yeah, and I, I and and I didn't pick it up until two days ago. And I wandered around, and I 
and I futzed around and I wandered through the Hyrule city or whatever it is and like the, the, the you know and, and and checked out the temple and all that sort of stuff and it was cool but it had lost its luster especially after seeing all those places in Breath of the Wild right and I gotta tell you as cool as this game is it's still not the original to me that's fair it, it's too I... much it's too much tied to my heart and this game isn't it doesn't have that but it's a masterful game I have the soundtrack because it's wonderful I have all sorts of friends who learned this is this is why they learned to play the piano so they could play yeah. Zelda. Um, Absolutely. I I get a kick out of it. I keep I keep seeing the uh, the ocarina for sale. You know the like the the ocarina of time for like twenty bucks, and I keep thinking yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy that and learn to play it. But I know I'm going to suck at it. But uh, <laughs> you know, what do we need to have just as a thing on my you know just as a thing on my counter? But you know this game is it's really cool. It's got a good story to it. My my issue with this one is the same issue I have with all Zelda games, is that there's not a lot of people to interact with, and they have one thing to say to you when they when they when you can interact with them. They does, yeah. It doesn't tell a story the way say like Assassin's Creed Origins does, where everyone you meet has a story for you, and you can see the life of this town revolving, and there's nothing to do with you, but you stand in the center of town and you're watching a town. Whereas this game, you're just watching a bunch of people walk around. You know what I mean? That's a problem I don't think Zelda ever got over, even in Breath of the Wild. But man, for a first 3D attempt, holy hell, was this a home run. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've discussed early 3D games in the past, uh, mm -hmm. you know, notably with Star Fox 64, we were yeah. very poignant about the fact that it, you know, it was like very shit. early 3D, didn't <laughs> look great, but this is also early 3D mm -hmm. and it looked amazing. This is uh, Shigeru Miyamoto's hand. That's yeah. what this is. Same as Mario 64. This is the premier. There's a reason why The Legend of Zelda is a system seller. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this and Mario are those are those two just iconic reasons that you will buy the new Nintendo console. And, you know, I, I know that you kind of mentioned that it, it doesn't have that same kind of life and bustle that um, that Assassin's Creed has. I don't think that that's what they want that's just not the not the style of these games they don't no. they're not they're not intending this to recreate a city in ancient egypt or no. a, a viking village that's yeah. made of upturned longboats it's <laughs> it's this fantasy world and it stays true to the tropes that were established in the nes version because the NES version, you had one line for somebody that you would go and talk to. And I think that that's something that's just sort of been a through line for the entire series. Oh, yeah. The Zelda is, we've said it before, it's genre defining. And yeah. it's become almost its own genre. Well, this is how Legend of Zelda does it. Why would I change? This is the way Zelda is. And I honestly think if they changed it too much, they would cause blowback. Like Breath of the Wild was very different than other Zelda games because it went back to the original being super open, open world people didn't complain about it because it was still within it was still the zelda genre but you know zelda has become this monolith of gaming the same way mario has the same way call of duty has and halo and and you know a thousand years from now people will talk about video games and say oh yeah the legend of zelda they may not know in individual games but someone maybe not a thousand years but a hundred years from now people <laughs> will still talk about the legend of zelda i i kid you not yeah no, i 100 percent believe that I think that this is just going to be, it, it's, a, it's a fixture. It's a fixture in, even outside of gaming. I can, I can remember being a kid growing up and, you know, Nintendo was something that everybody knew. It didn't matter if yep. you were playing a Nintendo yep. console or not. You were told to stop playing Nintendo. Yeah. 
you know what I'd love to see? I would love to see the original NES and this game both 100% remade in the Breath of the Wild engine. The game itself. Yeah. Play, you know, playing as the original games played, just using the Breath of the Wild engine. Imagine how exciting that would be. To me, that was the cool part in Breath of the Wild of going to the Temple of Time, remembering my time playing, you know, being in that place in Ocarina. That's fair. Or finding the Lon Lon Ranch, because that's in Breath of the Wild. It is. Um, and that's very cool. Yeah. I mean, Breath of the Wild, it was it was a large departure from from where the games had been before. And Nintendo actually took quite a risk uh, with doing another departure. The last one that I can remember that they did was another uh, game on the 3DS, which was A Link Between Worlds. Yeah. And the difference there was that you didn't go out and collect dungeon or collect items from dungeons first thing you did was you rented the items from a store in town and <laughs> then eventually you were able to buy them outright oh okay i've never tried uh, that and one. It, it, it was good it was sort of an alt history of a link to the past oh, okay so sort of redone up it's the same map it's the same world it's uh i think it's later in the timeline but it's very much a spiritual successor to it Okay. Yeah, that that much I knew. You know, it's funny the, yeah. the Zelda timeline. Shigeru Miyamoto keeps saying, "There's no timeline. We're just making these games." He's just riffing on the same ideas over and over and over again. But Zelda fans are obsessive because the games deserve that, and they've created a world where people can look at these and say, "Well, this goes here in the timeline, and here's this, and here's that," and. You know, they've created this immensely rich world, despite the fact that Shigeru Miyamoto keeps insisting there's no world here. There's just the game over and over again. And I respect, but I respect that. Like, I do. I do. He's created this cool world and a cool way of doing things. And Ocarina, like the original, it's like a, a watermark. It's like a hash mark in the in the timeline of these games. The original one set up certain, you know, certain uh, ways of doing things, and Ocarina did, and and now Breath of the Wild is taking some of that, and what happens next? And but Ocarina is, it's still considered one of the greatest games ever, and it's not hard to understand why. No, and it, it's kind of funny that you you specifically call out Ocarina for being a hash mark in the Zelda timeline, which I am of the camp that no, I I distinctly believe that there is a timeline. It's not perfect and concise, but. You know, Skyward Sword comes at the beginning and Breath of the Wild comes towards the end. And uh, Ocarina of Time is right in the middle where we see a divergence of three timelines is Mm -hmm. kind of the way that the community has drawn it up is that Link is victorious, Link's child timeline, and then Link fails. So Link fails leads into Wind Waker, Link is victorious leads into, I believe, Twilight Princess, and then the child timeline leads into Majora's Mask. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. It's been a it's been a very very long yeah, time since I last there's saw a, that. There's a neat YouTube video that explained it in you know 25 minutes, but it was interesting. I found it interesting enough. I've never ever played any of the others. Oh, that's not true. Yeah, I did, I did own a Wii, so I did own Twilight Princess. I think I played 10 minutes and then never went back. I I still play. I play this game on a randomizer now. For God's sake, that's how much I've played this game. Yeah, so there's there's software that you can download. Zelda Ocarina of Time speedruns created it. It's. Uh, a, a randomizer where it shuffles every item in the game, every key oh. in the game. You can shuffle entrances so that no building is where they're supposed to be. That's interesting. And then people speed run through it. They randomly generate a key, and two people will put in the same key and go through it as fast as they can. I That's love neat. playing on randomizers. It completely changes up the game. It's 
it's delightful. I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite Zelda games in general are some of my favorite speed games to watch play. Huh. Uh, if you haven't sat down and watched them, go check out Zelda Speedruns on okay. Twitch. Also check out, the, there's some guy out there who's remaking the game in Unreal Engine, and it looks amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's ultra high res, and so they <laughs> show him in the Temple of Time. It's stunning. He'll probably never put the game out because it's one guy doing it on his own. Uh, yeah. Also, Nintendo would like send Hitman after him, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's amazing to look at in 4K. But the game, you know, even in its original, it's pretty cool looking. So, oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's always going to be gorgeous. But uh, I think that about does it for me on this game. So are you going to go back and ever put some more time into this one? I think I'll probably push through to the end at some point. I have no idea when, but at some point I will eventually get around to finishing this. But I'll probably do Link to the Past first. That's fair enough, and uh, I'm going to continue. I'm probably going to boot it back up on my randomizer once we're <laughs> done having this conversation, to be perfectly honest. Well, there you go. So. Yeah, and there it is. And there it is.